morning. So we are about halfway through, almost halfway through this uh, ango, this fall ango. And uh, this is uh, a very unique ango on many levels. And uh, since uh, it's almost halfway through, I thought it would be really good for us to take a short break and examine where are we with this ango uh, and examine a few questions in relation to how we how we are now and how we proceed. So, how do you experience this angle? Right? What does it feel for you? Um, are you able to sustain the intensity? Are you able to maintain the commitments you took on? Do you feel that it is a chore or an obligation? And if it is an obligation, then to who? Who are we obligated to? Next question. How are the workshops helping you with this angle? And the last one. What do you need? What do we need to maintain, to sustain our resolve for the rest of this angle? Right, so a few questions to look at. And also this will give us a chance to share since the workshops are very condensed, there's a lot going on in each workshop, there's not much time to, to share. So we could use this time to do this, to do that, to share with each other how we feel about the workshops. So please unmute and go for it. All right, so I'm going to have a Daibo first say a few words about the workshop. How do you experience it from uh, the perspective of leading it? Um, what I found is I've been very happily um, surprised a little bit about how much participation um, we're actually getting. When I first started the workshop, I thought that, you know, there would be some people, you know, the more outgoing people would be sharing and the more reserved people would not be sharing and people would opt out and things like that. But for the most part, you know, everyone has really um, done a great job in expressing themselves through the workshops, even when there has been some reservation in the beginning. Um, people have really um, risen to the occasion and the expressions have been very authentic, I've thought, you know, and um, just beautiful um, manifestations of their practice, um, you know, in the moment, uh, which has been really um, a wonderful thing to see. Um, I, I think also one of the things that I've noticed that I didn't anticipate is how everyone is kind of feeding off of each other with the energy, you know, just the amount of creativity that's coming out um, with the expressions and the fact that everyone's sharing the expressions with each other, you know, we're kind of all sort of gaining momentum, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's really great to see the fact that um, 
people's practice and my own practice, I can speak for myself, um, is deepening through um, uh, working with the exercises and the prompts and the workshops. So I'm very happy with it. I think it's a great tool. Um, I'd like to hear what some of the uh, participants have to say, not only about mine, but you know about the listening and about the body work that Mioho is doing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, Mio, do you want to say a few words about what you do? And then maybe Kyoto can say a few words. Hello? Mm -hmm. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm going to, do I just talk about the workshop or your questions? <laughs> you choose. <laughs> I'm going to try to condense them all. Okay. Um, well, at the beginning in the angle and for, you know, taking somehow a responsibility of leading it in many ways, I thought it was going to be something else to add on to my busy schedule. And, uh, you know, I was really afraid and, uh, and stressed out before even started. And a lot of things were coming to that surface of, okay, you know, I don't think I can do this. And, and why do I get myself into these things? Um, but there was something be underneath that, which it was of, you say yes, because something higher said yes, this is a great opportunity. And halfway through, I can say it's, since the moment it started, like Daipo mentioned, I never felt pressure. I never felt it was too much. On the contrary, it's been a great compliment for my life in general. Like. I look forward to sitting in the morning with some of the Sangha members. I, when I write the letters, I struggle with the writing, like grammarly, I think I have to overthink, but besides that, the expression, the part of expressing, it's, it's, it's medicine, you know, it's very healing. And, and when, you know, we answer to each other and we share things, it's like, it's really a reminder that, um, you know, we're not alone and, and when you're not alone, you feel supported. And, and that ground, it's, it has been making a great, a great difference in that busy life of mine that I have. Mm -hmm. And also understanding that, that it will never stop being busy. <laughs> so what do I do with it is the question or how do I look at it, right? So I think that has been for me, the main part I take away from or so far from this angle is that like, it's not about busy, it's not about the things that are there, to, for me to do or perform is, is how do I look at them and how do I use them to just to what I want to in terms of my own practice of deepening. Mm -hmm. So with the angle, my job become, became a deepening practice, my obviously the yoga and people I meet and everything. And then again, I can always turn back and when I feel like I'm doubting or getting again caught up in that mind, stress mind or thoughts, um, I look back somehow and I see all of you and I'm like, okay, no, this is, this is good, you know? So I am very grateful for this. I think it's for the first time I was able to merge into my busy life and, and look at it differently. Mm -hmm. um, and with that being said, the yoga workshop, I'm really enjoying it. I, I am so grateful for those who participate. It started very big. It kind of, you know went less and less in terms of life, but I did see in, um, in YouTube that the videos are being watched. 
So that means like you may not be able to watch it right away or join me, join me live, but you guys are actually, you know, doing it at one point. So I'm, I'm very happy for that. As Daibo mentioned, I would like to hear those who take in how they feel or how, you know, can they can improve or add something, even though I always put it in the email to just give feedbacks or ask for specific things. But I do feel it's important, the connection with the body, since we are and the other two workshops, we're really deepening in other aspects. I think the body, since it's the more most tangible thing, um, like the first thing we encounter in terms of that, it's important to begin, start from the beginning, right? So um, that's, that has been for me, mm-hmm. the you know conscious breathing, always coming back to the breath, the yoga and the preparation aspect of it, you know, we need to preparate ourselves. So I think it's, it's a good habit to habit to adopt. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm grateful, but I would love to hear from others. The other workshops, by the way, as a, as a participant, I haven't been able to join Daibo because I only have every other Wednesday off, but um, the deep listening, it's, it has been, I mean, it's just, it's great. It's just great to see how it naturally flows. And we go back to the same. All of us are 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 in it, which makes it, you know, it makes a huge difference. Like it's not one person leading it. We forget who's leading it when, when it comes to the workshops because there's no such thing. So I, I am very grateful for everyone in this Sangha. Thank you. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Um, yeah, I, I agree with uh, Daibo and Myoho. It's been incredibly encouraging to see everybody participating, um, sharing with each other, supporting each other. Um, Segyoku um, and Kai and myself were talking about it uh, last week, actually, and kind of these next couple of weeks are gonna uh, increase in intensity for our workshop because we're starting uh, listening into the sacred space of ourself and then uh, this sacred space of another person. We're gonna, this week, we're gonna be bringing in um, work with a partner. So we're starting to get a little bit more intimate and then we're gonna be moving into how, how we work and be with difficult people. So. Um, and this is actually coming at a time when the elections will be here. And so I, I feel like for our workshop, the intensity is going to start to increase. Um, and so we were thinking to ourselves, you know, Myoho has this beautiful, loving presence in her workshop. So you feel your body connected with your breath and this beauty, and it feels nice. And Daibo's workshop, uh, you get to find something in nature and merge with it and feel one with that, and that feels nice. And then you come to our workshop and we ask you to like dig into your pain and your fear and your suffering and other people's pain and fear and suffering. Um, and so we wanted to really... Um, express our, our gratitude and our um, thankfulness that you're all there willing to do that. Um, uh, for us, we also would like feedback, what's helpful, what works well for you, um, what areas you would like to see improved. Um, um, and yeah, I think that's it. Thank you. 
Justin, you raised your hand. Thank you, everyone. Um, so I just wanted to, to definitely, I know everyone's been saying that everything's been very complimentary, but in my own perspective and uh, with joining this Ango and joining the Sangha, everyone's workshop has been very pivotal and just, you know, finding my own grounds, um, finding um, the best way to, you know, improve practice, listening to myself, um, Yoho. I just want you to know that every time I attend your your workshops on Saturdays, it is every time it seems like it is fresh and new. Um, you do reuse some stuff, but it really like every time it's a different thing and it does help my body and it helps me feel a little bit better. Um, and then with the listening to yourself and then also with Daibo, um, it's just finding new ways that really helps. It's I, I feel like it is definitely bringing um, something in me, definitely a little more confident, trying new things. Um, but I do have to say, Kiyotai, um, Sayoku, and, and Kai, when she's here, the the prompts that you guys created for the, the breakout sessions definitely um, sparked a lot of um, new ideas that I think helped not just me, but also other people. So thank you again for all of that. Thank you. Okay, so... How is the angle going in relation to or with the workshops? How is it going uh, without the workshops? Is it a chore? Is it a responsibility? Have you had enough? Are you ready for more? Go ahead. Don't be shy. Um, yeah. the, there's several, several things for me. Um, first of all, I... I I'm really appreciating having brought some discipline. I'm calling it discipline, but it's not at all in the form of chore. Um, some discipline into my life that was that I'd lost when I um, stopped working. And um, the other aspect that has been a really cherished aspect that I did also didn't realize how much I missed was the community. Um, I thought I would join the Sangha three times a week um, on Zoom for sitting zazen, and I find myself every day wanting to be there, and that the presence of others has made a, a huge difference for me, and, and surprisingly to me, because I'm someone who usually meditates alone, and um, so this has been lovely and enriching. Um, you asked about maintaining commitments. Um, I think more than maintaining for me, I've been returning to my commitments. Um, I find myself, some of the things that I agreed to, I, I've had a few thoughts of, why did I put down so many? <laughs> but, um, but in fact, it, it's been great to return to them. And I will come in on one of my agreements was to create, execute and cherish a special event with my husband each week. And um, I, I, I've really started to incorporate those three aspects, plan, execute, and celebrate into all the other aspects, um, including the workshops, which by the way, I, I just really have cherished. And I'm, I'm prompted now to, after listening to others, to go back and do the videos for Saturdays because I haven't been able to participate in those. 
but um, there's something about planning, executing, and celebrating, and really bringing into that uh, celebration aspect. One of the pieces of celebrating is to uh, refrain from ordinary, mm-hmm. and um, that is is really impacting all, many aspects of my life right now. I, it's like there's a sense of, well, awakening to really what's present around me and in me and with other people. So I'm cherishing the experience and, and looking forward to the continued practices. So thank you. Thank you, Margot. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, so who's next? How is the anger going? Should I pick someone? Yes, Jeremy. I I I want to. I'm probably just going to echo a lot of what people have said, but um, this has um, been wonderful. I absolutely um, have loved. Uh, one of the commitments I was making is trying to be more consistent and be more authentic. Um, working with that uh, as I'm leaning into acceptance. And I would say, you know, just thinking about Ongo in general, having a um, an overarching goal throughout the whole thing of thinking about things, you know, like that idea right on the tip of your nose of acceptance, it's been really good to come back to. <laughs> there have been lots of struggles uh, through this, you know, I guess, you know, because that happens in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that level of acceptance through all of it has been a nice guide. Um, having the uh, reassurance that the Sangha is there uh, has been a wonderful guide. Exploring creativity with the group has been awesome. You know, like many of you, I have not even met in person, right? So <laughs> I see you guys and um, I care so much. It's like I find myself um, thinking about you guys also all, often. I also find myself like at night dreaming about merging with things because of Daibo. And I'm like, oh man, now I'm merging with a tree because of Daibo or something like that. (laughs) But uh, it's been great. I also um, have struggled some too. Um, The idea of this sense of uh, uh, commitment. Uh, Last week I had to leave the, um, uh, the Zazenkai early. And it, you know, it's like this sense of like, um, I ended up making a choice in the moment to go and spend some time with my family, but I also ended up feeling some sense of regret because I couldn't be a part of it. The same with one of the workshops. Um, I've been so impressed by the, uh, the listening workshop. I, I always was wanting to be a part of it, but I have a commitment on Wednesday nights with my um, school board. And so I listen in, but I don't feel like I can participate as much. Um, so one, one request I would say is, for any of the sessions, and specifically the listening one, if there could be targeted questions that you could ask us that are just listening in to respond to, um, I would love to be able to participate more in that realm too with it. But so still dealing with stuff, I would say overall, I'm very thankful for where we're at with this. So thank you. Right. Thank you, Jeremy. I just want to ask uh, Jeremy a question about that uh, to clarify. Um, so you're listening in like on your phone, but you can't see everybody. No, 
I think I've watched whatever you guys are posting. I've only, I haven't watched both of them, but whatever you have provided to, you know, I don't remember if it was a watching or if it was a listening. Um, but I, I've only done one of them. And afterwards I was like, well, I want to give feedback somehow, but open feedback felt not, I don't know. I, maybe it's just me. I don't know what um, the right way to participate with. And maybe it's just a one-on. We can talk offline about it. Yeah, I have some good suggestions. Okay. Okay. So, who's next? How is the angle going, Major? Hello, everyone. Uh, Anger. Uh, well, it's been, for me, it's been, it uh, started out very, very, very difficult. Um, again, I, I was thinking the same as why did I make so many commitments, right? Um, and most of the time, my uncertainty is because of, um, I'm still working and I'm teaching in the evenings and some of your workshops, you know, are in the evening. And if I don't do them while they're being um, scheduled, then it's very difficult for me to go back and try to catch up with everything that's going on. The only one that I have been consistent with was, is the one on, on uh, Saturdays. And, and even that one, I had my second my second uh, Saturday, um, due to work and everything, I left my iPad outside. And by the time I came in to sit in, it was already uh, too late. And I was just so angry and so frustrated at that moment. And I was like, I can't believe it. This is only the second uh, Saturday and I'm already screwing up, you know? So I'm like, ah. so what I did is just I, 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 I couldn't go into the, um, uh, the uh, class. So I just said, I just did yoga by myself and I just sat by myself and I says, okay, I know they're doing it. So I'm going to do it here and I'll just finish when I finish. And then I had a, uh, another one. The last Saturday was also, um, no, not let this one, one before I was down the shore and I didn't have my, my mat. I'm over by my sister and I'm like, okay. Uh, am I going to mess this one up too? And I'm like, no, I'm just going to throw a towel on the floor, lock myself in the room and just do my class, you know. But so I'm trying to adjust and I'm a creature of habit. When I when I do certain things, I like that, um, like that consistency. I like my to have in my room, to have the quiet, to have things just set up a certain way. And sometimes we don't, they don't show up the way that I expect them to. I do get frustrated. So for me, this acceptance, ah, I'm like, okay, this is the way it is today. So I'm going to work with it like this today. It's not easy. I'm kind of constantly fighting myself in a, in a sense. And I've, I've had some really, really difficult times, not because of the commitments that I, that I made, but I think my frustration is from the expectations of other people that are not necessarily in the Sangha, but when it comes to my work, when it comes to family members, when it comes to friends, that, you know, they they think I'm, I'm home all day long and I work in the evening. So all day long, it means that it's time for them to kind of tap into my time, my energy, 
and the things that I, I need to do for them instead of the things that I need to prepare to do for myself. So I'm kind of struggling with that, this, you know, setting boundaries so that I can, you know, better participate instead of sending a whole bunch of emails to work or whatever, you know, to take the time to go to the forum and, and look at some of the things that everybody's posting because I really feel like I'm missing out. So mm -hmm. I'm going to see what I can do as far as from today moving forward, see if I can schedule a little bit better so that I can participate in some of the things that I, I hear that are so wonderful. And I, I'm like, I'm starting to really feel the fact that I'm not benefiting from, from these workshops like everybody else is benefiting. So I'm going to try to work on that moving forward on the rest of my angle. So Thank you, Major. So, so you bring up a very important point, which is always a challenge for our practice, right? As non-monastics, we, we work with everyday life's responsibilities, family, work, and other uh, responsibilities, and we are bringing practice into that. So that's a very good question. How are we getting better at merging the two so they are no longer two different things? Or is it still two different things in our minds that we have to somehow balance or, or juggle between? Right? So what happens when we participate in whether it's a workshop or a sitting period? What happens with the other aspects of our lives? And what happens to the sitting when other aspects of our lives are calling our attention and we need to attend to that. Are we jumping from one room to another? Or can we realize that this is one house? Or are we realizing it, right? So at some point, we do need to break those walls down and just function and just be and allow the practice to be maintained and sustained no matter what we do, no matter who we speak with, no matter what we are. That's yes. one of the challenges of an angle, right? So thank you. Yogan. Sorry, I'm unmuting. All right. Um, this ango has been um, so different for me. I mean, I, I always make commitments. I always try to follow through and I always... Um, uh, do my best. And sometimes I falter and as we all do. And, uh, but Sango, um, with the addition of the workshops has been very, um, what should I say? Uh, nurturing to me. Um, I, you know, I, I'm so impressed by, um, the way that the workshops, um, show us emerging um, and that acceptance is merging. Um, I love that. Um, I love that I'm get, getting this uh, feeling of merging and acceptance as one thing. And um, also, you know, I, I have to say at Daibo's workshop has been amazing um, because I, I feel like it helps me merge externals with internals so well. You know what I mean? Everything comes together. I, and I feel um, sometimes that there is, that I 
with the pandemic and with working from home for so long since March, um, I feel sometimes that I get into a limbo uh, that I tend towards because I've been operating for so long in just the same way, get up, do this, do this, do this, do this. And there's a routine. And um, I think routines are, are great in a way, but I think it can really, um, what I find for myself anyway, is that um, it becomes too much uh, of a routine for my mechanical mind, you know, the way it works physically, the way my brain works, you know, kind of getting into a routine, this is this, this is, and then there's no flow. But I feel like Daigo's workshop um, tends to bring me into my life and out of that limbo. Um, it brings me a sense of awakening. And it makes, and and the missing, I kind of um, operate more mechanically these days, but um, what Daigo's workshop does for me is, is um, it makes me miss the creativity in my life. And it becomes a wonderful way to spring into action and embrace that creativity without criticism um, and just just putting something out there. And even with erase marks all over my art or, um, you know, a flower with a, a leaf could be just a, an expression and it's not criticized. And it's just a wonderful way to merge my life with my life, if you know what I mean. Um, the, uh, the listening workshop has been wonderful as well. Um, and it's helped me to listen to myself more internally. Um, I think also that more, um, more targeted questions would be useful, but I think as it is on its own, it's just wonderful. And I appreciate it. Miojo's um, I teach, as some of you know, I, I, I help Junryu teach kids class on Saturdays. So I haven't really been able to attend live sessions on Saturdays because, um, because of the kids, but I love, I, I just want to say that I love the way, um, Myoho teaches or, um, offers teaching, um, her dharma is really um, nurturing, and um, honestly, I just feel like you're a bomb on my wound. <laughs> so I wanted to thank you for that because you're just such a loving person, and it really comes through in, in your practice. Um, so wonderful job with the workshop. I hope it continues. I, I love it. Um, anyway, overall, um, the Sango for me, I mean, sometimes I get into the limbo, but then I'm drawn out of the limbo by merging. And I'm so grateful to everyone, um, to be able to express that and be with that. And I thank you for taking me out of myself. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Who's next? Yes, Sado. Hello, everyone. Uh, I was just uh, my my commitment was to be more understanding of what other people were experiencing, and to temper my responses and to be more caring and nurturing to what they might be going through. But um, as this ongo has been going on, I've been regularly 
meeting with uh, Jenru and examining my own commitment to Zen practice. And uh, when we were sitting last Sunday during the Zazenkai and we were listening to the Tay show, and uh, Young Shen asked the monk, where are you from? My immediate response was, I'm, I'm just in from outside. And that seems to be where I am always coming from. Right? I am always on the outside trying to get in and never really feeling able to get in. So uh, that's just where I, I'm at. And uh, I've been participating in uh, the Pranayaga yoga and uh i haven't done it live because of uh sunday uh, saturday morning kids classes but uh and um i believe it's going to be very helpful for me in my practice comfort wise being able to sit to loosen my body up and prepare my physical body for the the rigors of just sitting uh but uh I don't know. I, I find that my body seems to be matching my mental state, which prevents the development of any kind of flexibility. And while I am accepting of all of this about myself, uh, I have sort of changed my Anglo commitment to be less accepting of being accepting of all my shortcomings. So that's, that's all I have to say. Thank you. So, is it an obligation or a chore? Or would you rather not say that? <laughs> because you may think it's not cool to say it's an obligation or a chore for me, but if it is, we actually want to hear that. It's very important to share this. So, I know that it is. It feels this way to some of you, and uh, yeah, you may want to share it. Um, L. hi everyone. L. Sorry. Okay. Um, my, one of my ongo commitments, wh- okay. One thing that I found very helpful during an ongo are the two Zazenkais we've had. Um, surprisingly for me at least. Um, and... I think one thing that's helpful about them for me is that I almost feel like I can, uh, at least the last one we had, there was like a sense of like blasting through because you're just there for so long um, that even if you have a lot of perturbations in one set, you have one right afterwards or one right before and it's in a context. Um, my current ongoing commitment is to sit for 30 minutes a day. And I, in some ways recently, that feels harder for me than committing to a Zazenkai because you can sit for 30 minutes and have um, a very like perturbed or bad set. And then that's just your sit for the day. Um, and um, it's been helpful for me to hold that in a context of like, well, you sit again tomorrow and um over the course of like a week, it's kind of cumulatively the same as a Zazenkai. Um, but it's it's because sometimes um, 
because every set does uh does not come with like a sense of realization or awakening um it's sometimes hard to stick to that commitment uh so i'm trying to like walk around that and adjust to that and uh figure it out um like keeping that commitment without being too mechanical about it um it's yeah it's it's definitely a struggle that like illuminates where mechanical thinking is in my life where i'm like okay sometime in the next four hours i have to sit for 30 minutes um and just like thinking uh especially the past week i've been thinking about how i think about my day in segments um especially like work versus home time so mm-hmm. thank you thank you well actually you bring up a very important point that i often uh, uh speak with people about the the importance of uh equally importance of uh sitting alone and sitting with the sangha you know and uh yes sitting with the sangha whether it is azakai or just one period uh, it can be easier because you hop on a bus and somebody else is driving it. And until it reaches its destination, you're not driving it. You're just there and you sit and you look around. But when we drive it, we can always pull over. Or we can always decide, I, I don't really feel like driving it right now, so I'll do something else. So there is the personal responsibility aspect of it, right? So it's very important. And the other thing is um, when we have uh, scheduled uh, events or seats, they're scheduled. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to fit it into our lives. It's already there on the schedule. When we, uh, when we work with maintaining, sustaining regular zazen, daily zazen, then there is always this internal negotiations. When do I do it? Do I do it after this, before that? Is it better later? Is it better earlier? There's always this maneuvering in the mind. And it's very important that we learn to work with the maneuverings of our own minds. Because primarily, this is what we're dealing with. We're not, you know, there is this sense of I need to appease the mind. And what we are working with is allowing the mind to say what it wants to say, rather than try to appease it, or rather than try to negotiate with it. So to decide, I'm going to sit every day at that time and then to no longer open that. That's how it works, right? I already decide I'm going to sit. So there's no more question, no, no more need to answer the question. Makes it easier. So in a nutshell, both are very important. Sitting with the Sangha and sitting alone. Both are cultivating uh, important aspects of our practice. So thank you for that, for mentioning it. Who's next? How about Jusui? We haven't heard. I, well, I hear from you, but I don't want to be stingy, so I'm going to share that with everybody. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is my fourth angle. I have two years, and I feel like new in the sun, guys. I, I feel like I'm just studying because this is what it is, but at the same time, I feel that. I always say it, you are my family, right? This angle for me is kind of tough, but it's bringing me a lot because I'm realizing that I'm doing a gap. I'm judging myself for not being on Saturdays, just watching the videos 
I would like, I, I like the energy when we are like, we are here, but we have the energy here. If I see the video, for me, it's not the same, but I need to find how to close that gap and, and to be there. It doesn't matter that it's a video or not, and I stop judging myself because I'm kind of not keeping my word, like what happened with the Tatsang guy. I say that I was going, and maybe November I wasn't, and then I'm, I did something in my head saying like, oh, I'm going to swap, right? Because this year is tough, right? If, if, you will, if you see the opportunity to going out with the family or something, something that you didn't do the whole year, so you pick and choose, but you need to stop judging yourself. You need to be open to be flexible. And what I asked for this angle was, I want to be flexible and I want to uh, find the balance with my life. And, and we are not alone. We are not alone. And I know that some of you, maybe in so minor, so big um, aspects, you maybe broke the word that you say, but doesn't matter because we are keeping being the family that we are. It's like, I, I cannot quit. I cannot quit to you. I cannot quit to life. How, how I will say like, you know what? This, this is not for me. But then what? Right, mm-hmm. so that's what is bringing me this angle, and and I like it, and I don't want to suffer, and I want to enjoy it, mm-hmm. and it's what it is. And thank you, thank you, everybody. Thank you. So there is a gap, you say, right? And you want to merge, you want to bring the two together, right? And so, and the other thing is, uh, which is important, there is. You say it's not the same, right? So I'm following up on the video, but it's not the same. And a very quick, instant way to to merge that gap is to stop comparing, right? If you don't compare, so right now we are not uh, uh, getting together in person. We are primarily on Zoom, right? So if we don't compare that to getting together in person, then Zoom works. There is no gap. If we hold this side by side with something else which is not available right now then there is a gap then there is an issue there and also when there is a gap often there can be guilt arising right or feeling bad about it i'm not doing this right and the other thing is is uh which is very important if we do miss something that we committed to uh, whether it's a a seat whether it's uh, an event there's always the possibility to do something different Right, so having done something or missed something before doesn't prevent us from doing it differently now, right? Unless we allow it to prevent us, right? And then it does sit on us and it creates some sense of guilt. But we have to see that the the possibility is always open. It's always there. Never mind yesterday. Never mind a minute ago. What about now? What about now? Now I'm free. To, to, to pick up where I left off. Now I'm free to do something different, right? Unless I go to what was and dwell in that. And that by itself is a great opportunity to deepen your practice, right? Never mind yesterday. That's all that's important right now. So thank you. Okay. Who is next? 
Yes. May I say something real quick? Sure. <laughs> I know I talk about that. Um, Jusui, I, I, when I hear you talking, it's like, <laughs> uh, I, I, a lot of things resonate. But um, I just want to say something important that I learned, I guess, through this experience as well. Um, the many workshops that are there, and there's so many things going on in the Sangha, are to give options, not to have to fulfill them all. So it is important for us to know that, okay, I missed a Saturday or I can't do Wednesday. If we feel about it, about it, then what's the point? Is it what can you do with what with that time that you have and how do you do that? So let's say I can join one Saturday a month. Let's say I'm gonna do it fully present and take advantage of it, right? Because then that I guess that's what's underneath, at least for me. Like everything I do, as long as I do it fully, even if it's once, twice, or whatever I can. So I know that it is easy to when we were doing the commitments and as I was supposed to be the leader and then the mind starts playing games, I was like, people are committed to everything and I cannot do everything. And that's going to make me look bad because I was supposed to be the leader. This was my first, you know, game, mind games. And then I was like, wait a minute, no, because I can't compare efforts. So if I only have one day a week off, but I dedicate it to this fully, then that's it. That, that's just my effort. And I think recognizing and accepting that it's important. Um, so I just wanted to say that for everyone, like all the workshops are there and we're going to keep. And if we need to add more to help you fit your schedule, we will if we can. Because the idea is for you to, even if you join one, just be there and know that we're there for you as well. Like we're there for each other. Right. So um, and the yoga class is stretched. Trust me, when you watch the video, it's just going to feel the same. I mean, it's obviously not the same like Jewelry said, but we're hey, we're meeting here through Zoom. We're not in the dojo mm -hmm. and yet we f still feel it. So, um, again, that's why I, I share the recordings and we all of us in the workshops share what we do, because you still can if you if you have the time. But feeling overwhelmed, it's normal. But what can we do with what we have is actually the question, I guess. So it's been for me. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Kyoza. Hi, everyone. Morning. This being my first on go, I wasn't sure what to expect. I wanted to commit to learning to trust myself more and to except that there isn't anything inherently wrong with me. I found that with the latter, what really helped was when I missed out on a couple of the Saturday yoga sessions, I was really hard on myself. And after a while, I, instead of allowing my negative thoughts to take me down a darker path, I chose to figure out, okay, if I miss out on a workshop again, what can I do? It really helped change my mindset on things and not make a big deal out of it. Or notice that being with everyone 
with a wholesome community really helped change my outlook on things and really allowed me to allow myself to be open to different solutions and to trust my judgment a little bit more find myself handling with uh, injuries and other aspects when things go wrong, trying to be more flexible and such. Mm -hmm. And forgiving, not like just allowing, Allowing myself to forgive myself for messing up and to allow myself to learn from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. As for seeing my commitments as an obligation or a chore, I'd say a bit of both because it's not easy, but I'm choosing to do it anyway. But yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kyozan. That's a good expression of where acceptance is really needed. Thank you. Okay, who's next? Yes, Jean. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So my um, goals for the Sangha was to step out of my head and stop planning everything all the time and focus more on being in the moment and accepting the moment, mm-hmm. right? So I think the the, um, the workshops have helped me a whole lot with all of those. So I kind of see it as three different pieces. So there's the like learning to receive, learning to experience, and then learning to express. Right, so it's that back and forth, receiving and sending. So I think that like the listening um, workshop has helped me a lot in being able to um, bring it in, to be able to receive it, to be able to listen and be non, not so much judgmental and and really take it in. Right, the embodiment practices have helped me to experience, right, be in that moment, really feel what I'm feeling. And then the art workshop has really helped me to actually express. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, with the art workshop, it, it was interesting. Before I even knew what what workshops we'd be having or what we'd be doing, I had a goal over the summer to build a little like um, like a Zen rock garden. And I've never I've never done it before, and I, I don't know anybody that has. But I want, I just, I don't know, there's something that was kind of calling me to do that. But honestly, when I built it, I was kind of thinking, I don't know if I'm actually going to, like, I hope I'm going to actually do something with this and not just set it up and leave it. Um, so the art uh, workshop has really let me, has given me an avenue where every week I actually work on the garden and I take in pieces of nature, take on all the, all of our kind of assignments. Mm-hmm. But then I go into the garden, rearrange the rocks, and 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 yeah, we use it as as I was hoping I would. Mm-hmm. So that's been just very nice. Um, and then lastly, the morning 
uh, Zazen six mm-hmm. uh, at six at six twenty. So initially, initially I was excited about it. Then I went through a period where I absolutely just despised it. <laughs> like it was very very difficult, but I kept going. I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep sitting, keep trying. And what was interesting was that over time, so if you kind of get past that period, um, I don't want to miss a morning anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the, and, and at this point, it's like I, I feel so much better, even if I get less sleep but actually sit, I feel better than if I were to, um, to give myself a couple, like an hour or two extra of mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's become a part of my day, but it's just interesting to see that it took a lot of discomfort to be able to get to this point. So I thought that was a very nice learning opportunity, just experiencing opportunity. So, so thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, Jean. <laughs> thank you for sharing. So uh, Natalie, do you want to say a few words? Uh, how has it been for you? How's it going? Uh, I know you're very busy with your schedule. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Yeah, hear you well. My first Ango as well, and I think I've kind of had to play some mind games a little bit with it. So, um, like you just said, Roshi, I am really busy. So initially, it did feel very much like an obligation and everything else that I have in my life. And I can't really, my um, commitment was to be able to maintain my practice, not to really be able to add extra. Um, but then the mind game, well, the sort of mental shift, the perspective shift with it has really been more um, seeing it as opportunities, not like more stuff I have to do, but these beautiful opportunities that are being offered and to really like make the most of that rather than feel that I have to attend everything. Um, So it's really with gratitude for providing this because I know you're not doing it, you're not being paid. I mean, I don't know the internet's bit, but I'm sure you're not. And so um, it's just really lovely to have this, this beautiful offering and I'm just really grateful for it, even if I can't attend everything. Um, so thank you to everyone. Thank you. Thank you. So inter- it's interesting, right? So it, we can start and go with uh, some, you know, feelings of uh, obligation or chore. But then when the heart opens up, we actually can see a uh, larger perspective, right? And we can recognize that, as you say, it is an opportunity rather than a chore or an obligation. Right. And and it eases things up. Right. So something calms down when we when we look at it this way. Right. So we're not trying to catch up with something. We're not trying to prove a point. We're just practicing. Right. And and every moment, every breath is practice. So, yeah, it brings expansion. And uh, thank you. It's good. It's exactly what we need to hear. Thank you. So, uh, how about uh, Aishin? Good morning. Hello, everyone. Um, this is my second ongo. And my first ongo was at, actually, I think, facilitated a great moment of transition. And um, this ongo seems to be shaping up in a way that is providing opportunities for me to understand certain aspects about myself. As a person who feels quite independent, I'm actually learning um, 
how much more dependent I am on people for certain things, especially during um, the pandemic. So I've never really had a problem sitting on my own. Um, but now having made, you know, the commitment to sit an hour, being able to sit both in the morning and if for some reason I'm just morning, I'm able to sit in the evening has been helpful. Um, but when it comes to movement, as an Aikido practitioner and being in the pandemic, not really having the opportunity to practice, having the um, yoga sessions with Nyoha has been really helpful. But I'm learning that I'm finding a, it's difficult to actually connect with my body right now. Um, not being able to to do my Aikido practice, I for my commitments, I said I was going to do Aikido weapons and um, do my bike riding. Now, while I've been riding, I'm not riding the way that I want to. And I realized that I actually am quite dependent on community in order to engage in my Aikido. So that's been the thing that's been most difficult for me right now, especially because I'm feeling so disconnected from my body, not being able um, to, to move as I would like and to be able to move in community. I also really resonate with some of the things that have been said, understanding that comparing not being able to move with me versus now is creating a gap, but also thinking about what Major was saying um, along the lines of how when you finally have time for yourself, that's when members of your family or your partner um, want to connect and me wanting to be present for others means that I'm giving time away that I could be um, to have time with myself. So there is, it's not a conflict, but one of my commitments, another one of my commitments for Ongo was to deal with my anxiety. This is where I see it coming up. When I have expectations or I make commitments and I myself am not able to keep certain commitments to myself, what that feels like in my work, commitments, like what I have to do when I show up for work and knowing that my work builds the work of others and when I'm not able to keep up with those things, what happens? And I've had my mentor and my partner talk to me about how, you know, 100% for one person, maybe 150 for another, or maybe 70% for another. And in some cases, I am that person doing 150 and not feeling that I'm actually doing 70. So this ongo has really been about me accepting that I am doing my best at all times. Um, when I'm able to show up, that is when I am already starting to do my best. And from there, it's the additional work that, that helps me go deeper. So this ongo has been about a deepening before it was external. And I think that was my understanding of what ongo was. It was this ability to to show external changes. Um, but this ongo has been deeply personal in how I'm able to connect to others, how I'm able to connect to myself, how much I realize I rely on others, especially when it comes to motivation for certain things. And when you have these labels about yourself that I am this kind of person and circumstances kind of um, show you that, yeah, that might be true, but you are also this, you are also that. Um, and what it means to allow yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then 
get into the embodiment of, of what it means to actually accept all of these things. So that's been my Thank you. So you're recognizing that Ango is deeply personal. That's very important recognition, right? It is actually deeply personal. When, when, when we recognize it's deeply personal, it actually is no longer an obligation. Right? It's deeply personal, so there's no longer a chore or an obligation. It's just a way to deepen. And it is about each of us. So, thank you. Taiken, good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. So, uh, first of all, I appreciate how much everyone is sharing. Um, it reminds me a lot of, you know, uh, why we stick to this. Because I think we know inherently that in sharing, we, we help each other. Um, and so listening to everyone, you know, kind of brings up a lot for me and makes me understand what it is I am going through. And I think, you know, for, for, for me personally, the biggest part of my practice is embodiment, is taking what we practice in, in somewhat of a, um, you know, committed way um, with our regular sits and our zazenkais and applying it to our personal lives. And I think it helps a lot to just be in the circumstance of, you know, the fact that uh, we are all very involved in our personal lives. Mm -hmm. So um, having gone through quite a few angos now, I, I start to recognize how the angos tend to show up like the days show up. And that is that sometimes you have good sits and sometimes you don't have that great of sits. Sometimes it's easy to quiet the mind and sometimes it's not. And it's, this is a little bit more of a difficult ango for me. Um, and I'm just starting to recognize some of the reasons. And uh, a couple of the reasons are just uh, what I call uh, pandemic fatigue, which is, you know, usually I kind of call on my practice um, it kind of in the winter times when you're ready to, um, to hunker down and hibernate because you know that, you know, activities are going to start to slow down and things of that nature and you get into this hibernation. You just want to stay warm and cozy and, and, uh, kind of enjoy the, the fact that things are slowing down a little bit. And I used that in large part when the pandemic hit, you know, that same mentality, recognizing that, okay, well, it's just kind of just like, you know, hibernating for the winter. It's kind of just like doing whatever needs to be done, doing it maybe a little bit slower, you know, not getting out socially as much and all these things that we've experienced over the last couple months. And at the onset of this ongo, what I realized is, um, wow, so now we're about to go into winter. <laughs> and the light at the end of the tunnel just shifted for me because usually, you know, you get into this state of, of hibernation and you kind of look for that that exit tunnel in spring and it feels good to now be able to move around and get out and do all these things. Um, but I'm, you know, kind of coming out of one winter and going into another one. And so my enthusiasm is a little low and it's a little bit more difficult to do things lately as a result. And I'm recognizing that and just letting that be and just showing up 
you know, as we're taught to show up when you're not certain mm -hmm. to trust. Um, and, and that's kind of where I am. I, I always try to, to take the lessons of the day, uh, from our practice, from your, uh, from the Dharma talks, um, from what I hear from everybody in the Sangha and just instantly apply it. Don't, don't even think about it. Don't, don't judge it. Don't compare it. Just, okay, this is what we learned. This is what we were discussing, whether it's, uh, you know, acceptance or embodiment and just put those things into play automatically. And that's what gets me through actually. Um, it's the times when I sit and start to think that I struggle. And if I think about how difficult uh, the next Zazenkai is going to be, or if I think about how difficult the next Ango is going to be, well, that's going to prevent me from showing up the way that I need to show up. And, you know, it's days like today where listening to everyone kind of reminds me of that. And I, I, I'm always very, very appreciative of those reminders from everyone. So thank you to everyone who shares on a regular basis. And it's also nice to hear from, from new people in the Sangha. Um, and I, I hope that, uh, I can also offer some ray of light for everyone who's in a similar predicament. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, Taiken. you actually touched on a very important point, which is actually the last question I asked, what do we need to going forward? What do we need to, to sustain? Right? So what will it take to stoke? What do we need to stoke the enthusiasm? Right? Because that, that is there's such immense drive in each of us and uh, we forget. We actually forget how capable we are to keep going, how much there is in each of us. And uh, we forget because we start to believe the thoughts that float around in our minds, as you say, right? As long as we, as long as we see the thoughts and learn, as we do in Zazen, not to engage in those thoughts, then we actually can see how much power there is in each of us mm. to keep going. But once we do go into our thoughts and think the thoughts and get involved in that, it becomes very quickly very muddied and we lose the enthusiasm. Right? So it sounds simple, but that is the practice, right? Moment by moment, every period, we have to train ourselves to not follow the mind, to not follow thoughts to not engage in passing thoughts. All they are are just floating thoughts, mostly meaningless. But we assign such heavy meaning to them and we identify with them and it becomes something. Again and again, nothing becomes something. When it becomes mm -hmm. something, we are that. Any thought, any thought can never surpass the magnitude and uh, the magical aspect of this moment, nothing can surpass that. And this is where power is found, actually, right here. It's the only place, it's the only source of power and enthusiasm. So, thank you, it's a good point, right? That, and that's what we need going forward. And of course, the question is, how do we sustain that, right? Moment by moment, thought by thought. We have to keep coming back. Thank you. So, Reizan Segyoku, who wants to go first? You happen to sit together. 
You are mute. That's it. Good. Uh, all right. Okay. Morning. Uh, morning, everyone. Um, oh, there's so much to this. Um, like Margot, I'm retired. And when you're retired, it puts a very different um, <clears throat> approach to things. Um, particularly, time becomes totally intentional. You choose everything that you do. You don't have obligations of children. You don't have obligations of work. Um, and so I think it was Margot, that was a couple of days ago when you were talking this morning, um, you talked about discipline um, and um, to give some shape to um, the days that pass by. Um, this particular ongoing, this particular time, I think is very timely. Um, the um, response to the virus um, generally makes time homogeneous and, and quite unsatisfying and to have, um, you know, now I know when Wednesday is, I know when Saturday is um, because of the workshops. Um, and um, that's been helpful. Also, because of retirement, um, the virus has felt more like enduring uh, it's a time in which I'm trying to get through this so I can get to a time when I can do the things that I want to do, uh, which means that I'm not really um, accepting our theme, uh, accepting this time for what it is. Uh, and I think the, um, the workshops, I'm sure this was intentional on everyone's part, but it certainly has worked out this way. The workshops have been so phenomenal in um, focusing the senses, uh, focusing vision, seeing things and hearing things. Um, Daibo's workshop has really um, pushed me about looking at the world around me and, and pushed me to take photographs in ways that, um, you know, usually a photograph is just, you know, I want to send somebody this picture because it looks so neat. Um, but when you start actually thinking about what it is that you're looking at, um, like in the last thing that we did, I discovered, I've been looking at a tree for years and I discovered part of the tree that I had never seen before. Um, and the listening workshop helping us um, hear um, what we're, um, you know, we all know that we hear everything, but it's true that we don't hear much at all. Uh, and then the yoga workshop, um, I've done lots of yoga, particularly the last couple of years, but uh, to go back to a very gentle, simple yoga has been um, absolutely wonderful um, and gets you, you know, holding many of the poses longer, gets you in touch with parts of your body in very simple ways instead of this muscular straining to do this and that and can I stand on my head and um, just going back to some very simple things. Um, and in my own personal practice, um, um, I had a, a very regular practice for many years and then for a number of reasons um, was uh, uh, almost mentally unable to do it for a period of time. And to now be back in a daily practice, um, I'm finding to be um, uh, also a very um, interesting way to tie me into the moment, to tie me into each day instead of sort of floating above everything to have that 
time when I'm going to be sitting and um, be connected, um, very physically connected to the ground, more connected to myself. Um, so I think the timing of this ongo has been, uh, for me, uh, in the midst of the virus, um, in the midst of um, um, time, the retirement issues around time and so on, um, has been extremely helpful. I think all the workshops have been adventures. I went into them as adventures. Do I really want to do this? Uh, I don't know. Um, but um, they've all been revelations uh, and have been um, um, very, very interesting at a time when at least I really need something very interesting. Um, and it's been very uh, helpful for me. Um, so thank everyone. Thank you, Reza. Well, I wasn't going to share this morning uh, because I don't, I don't know where I am. And uh, I've had many angos, many of them uh, for years, it felt like a chore and, and an obligation. And then at AUG, I've had a couple that uh, felt like real opportunities where I felt like I was really working on something that I really wanted to work on. And um, Jean Ru has uh, introduced me to the idea that it's an opportunity and not an obligation and that it's very personal. And uh, that was a new idea to me. And um, the whole idea of what can you do that will be conducive rather than what is it that you have to do. But uh, I really appreciate that uh, turning of my thought pattern and his support for that approach. Um, but in this ongo, I am experiencing a lot of sense of chore and obligation. And um, it's not that ongo and this aspect of experiencing is separate from the rest of my life. It's very much not. Uh, I often experience things as a chore and an obligation and a struggle where I can see perfectly well that it's not necessary to experience it that way and experiencing that way makes the whole thing harder and um, is a distortion. Mm -hmm. So um, so now I'm really glad I'm speaking because uh, it's coming out in a much clearer way than what happens when I'm just thinking about it and feeling like a kind of blah, uh, dysphoric sensation in my body. Um, and it doesn't sound so like, uh, oh, I'm really bad and everybody else is having this great time. <laughs> and uh, 
It just uh, sounds like, well, yeah, this is how it is for me right now. Yeah, that's acceptance. This is how it is for me right now. Before I started speaking, it really did not feel like that. Uh, and uh, so what I have said to myself is that the biggest part of my ango is doing the workshop with Kyotai and Nankai, uh, because that has been taking on a big challenge and a risk for me. Um, Because um, I'm drawn to do, I'm like split. I'm drawn to do certain things having to do with action and I hold back from it and worry about it. So here it is jumping into doing this. And uh, there's been a lot of struggle, which has had nothing to do with Kyotai or Ankai or what I'm capable of doing, but uh, takes up a lot of mind-body space. And uh, so um, I think it's really positive that I'm doing it, although it often doesn't feel like that. So I think I've said enough. And so I'm going to bring in my father uh, who died a few years ago. And my father used to say, he'd talk and talk and talk. And then he would say, well, that's all I have to say about that. So this is a tribute to my father that I just came in. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing, and uh, yeah, so the conclusion is you have to share more often. Thank you. Okay, we need to wrap it up, so we have a couple of minutes, so if, uh, if uh, either Chodo, Hoji, Kakuo, you guys, if you want to say anything, uh, that's your chance. You can also write an email if you want to share something uh, in that way, that's fine. Okay, so uh, one more thing before we finish. Uh, Jürgen, do you want to read uh, the few words that we... Okay, go ahead. So, Daikyo is unable, was unable to be here today. He has something else going on, but he, wants, he wanted to share a few words um, about the workshops. Go ahead. Okay, I'll begin. Hi, Sangha. Since I'm not going to participate in the Mondo this Sunday, I wanted to share my thoughts about the workshops that we have available this Ango. Two words come immediately that I think sum up how I feel. Amazing and appreciation. It has been amazing to see a great portion of the Sangha participating actively in these workshops, sharing their whole beings in a way that expands and makes more space. I get out of each meeting with more energy, more connected to this, with more space and with a greater capacity for radical acceptance of what is, which certainly goes well with the Ango's theme. I have immeasurable appreciation for Segyoku, Kyotai, Enkai, Daibo, and Myoho for their effort in putting together these great additions to our Ango's season. 
It is clear that is freely given and represents the perfect dana with no giver, no gift, and no receiver. I know there is a lot of work and care that goes in every activity, every email, and every follow-up in the forum. Wholehearted thanks to you again. I also wanted to recognize the power of the scheduled sittings we have thanks to Kyotai and the Enkai Kairyu duo. Providing space for practice is no small feat and you do it very well over and over again. Finally, thanks to all the Sangha members to take the time to do nothing with us. Such a blessing. Daikyo. Thank you. I think he sums it up very well. Amazing and appreciation. And uh, it is very true that, uh, and, I, and it's amazing that uh, we all do that. Each of, our, each of you uh, is willing to maintain uh, participation and be a part of it and uh, willing to actually deeply look where most may not want to look, to be willing to look where it hurts. To be willing to go where we may not want to go. So I want to thank you all for that. I have a lot of appreciation and love for you. And uh, yeah, to be continued. Thank you.